The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Great to have you with us. I'm Elise Cortez, your host, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is, of course, my home base. If you've been tuning in for a while, then you know the show is all about what I do with my work as well through this radio show. It's about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work. So I hope you get something useful from today's conversation and can help you in your own professional development journey. We have quite a fun show scheduled for you today, but before we get into that, let me thank my media partner, Jobbing.com. If you don't know them, they are the leading locally focused job board in the nation. They're dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard and giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Great partnership for me. Thank you, Jobbing.com. For this week's conversation, we are on the beautiful campus here at Southern Methodist University here in Dallas. I serve as an adjunct faculty in the communication department and thought it would be fun and illuminating to interview current students about their hopes and dreams in their careers and hear from a few recent alums who have just begun their career. My hope is that anyone in the process of retooling their skills or just beginning a new career can get something useful and some insight from my guest today. So it'll be a lot of fun. You'll get to hear from lots of new perspectives. To kick us off for this hour, we'll hear first from Dr. Sandy Duhay. She's the Chair of Corporate Communications and Public Affairs here at SMU. Dr. Duhay and students and alums, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Dr. Duhay, if you would, just because our listeners may not know a lot about SMU or this program, will you just simply give us a short little introduction to your department and how it is you develop and support your students? Certainly. The Division of Corporate Communication and Public Affairs at SMU focuses on preparing our graduates to be communication leaders in each realm of society, whether that's business, government, or civil society. So our philosophy is a bit different because we know our students will be exceedingly well prepared for their first job, but our focus is on their third or fourth. So our challenge and our delight is getting them into that leadership mindset as an undergraduate, to be prepared to be in those situations where they're going to be making decisions and where they're going to be called upon to be highly accountable and responsible and responsive to stakeholders of an organization, whether it's for-profit, non-profit, or governmental. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and kicking us off. Thank you. This is going to be great. So I'm going to turn it over to our, our first current student here. Um, this, and I'll let you introduce yourself, and if you would, just say a little bit about where you are, if you're, whatever year you're in, and say a little bit about what you've done to prepare yourself here for, for your work, um, kind of what it is you hope to do in terms of your work, and help us understand where your journey is leading you. 
Sure. So my name is Gabrielle Baer, and I'm a third year at SMU, a junior studying public relations and strategic communication. And I have been so fortunate to receive a variety of opportunities since being a student here, which is really great for me because I'm not exactly sure where I would like to be when I graduate or I mean, I can imagine myself, as Dr. Dewey had said, um, three or four jobs down the line, maybe as a chief communications officer, officer or a director or a head of a communications division. But I don't know whether that's going to be in an agency or in a nonprofit. Um, but I have had the opportunity to work in a boutique agency um, back home in Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live. And that was after only one year being here, um, prepared by the communications program. And this summer, I look forward to working in-house at a nonprofit, um, the American Heart Association here in Dallas. And so that will combine both my communication and statistics skills that I've learned at SMU. And so I'm excited to compare that um, with my third internship experience um, in the fall. We'll be at another um, national public relations agency. So we'll see, um, you know, where I really find that I like it, which opportunity I like the best, and hopefully that'll take me into the next direction. Wonderful, Gabrielle. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. And just one quick thing before you dash and we go into the next student. Why did you choose communication as your major? I I went to a really small, rigorous uh, math, science, engineering college preparatory high school. And so when I decided on a on a major, I picked the complete opposite, which led me to public relations. But I um, chose SMU because of their established program and Dallas, which has a lot of resources for both PR and big business. And honestly, like I mentioned before, the opportunities here reassure me every day that I made the right decision. The reason I ask that question is so many people just want to ask the question of, I don't even know what to study, right? What should my major be in the first place? So that's why I wanted to ask that question. And for, as we go throughout the show, we'll, we'll cue that up with the other students yes. as well. I think I'm a unique student in the fact that I knew what I wanted to study when I came in, and I haven't changed my mind along the way. Wonderful. Does it feel good? It, it feels good. Sometimes I wonder if I should, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> go with it. Well, thank you for being with us today, Gabrielle. Wonderful. Thank you. Next up, we have another student here with us. His name is Trevor. I'm going to ask him to go ahead and introduce himself as well and how it is he chose his major and sort of some of the things he's done to prepare himself for his career. Uh, So my name is Trevor Scott, and I am a communications major. I'm currently a senior, and I'm graduating in a few weeks. Um, I fell into the communication study program, or the major, kind of by accident. When I transferred to SMU, I was looking into marketing and um, thank God for a great advisor who kind of asked the questions. And after a meeting a few times, she, she flat out asked me, she said, do you know what marketing is? And she said, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough that I don't see you sitting in a cubicle, you know, pulling data. So she, she had um, suggested that I take um, a communications theory class. And that was my first com class. And, and I was sold. I have a background with doing motivational speaking and, um, and the drug and alcohol community did kind of helped a lot of a lot of people get sober carrying that message. Um, but when I decided to go back to school, I knew I wanted to have a much broader understanding of communication and carry a message that has depth and weight. And that's really what this program has done for me is how to do the proper research on any topic and having that confidence to go in um, and really do the research and come up with a solution and, and deliver that message with that confidence. So... That's how I ended up in communication studies, and I've not looked back. You know, I think it was the best decision I've made at SMU. 
So you already had a career before you came in. You're, so you're a non-traditional student like I was. Correct. Okay. So yeah, and you were doing motivational speaking before you even came into communications? Absolutely. So wow. I, I actually I grew up in Winnipeg. I'm from Canada. And um, when I got sober, it just by fluke kind of took off and the ball started rolling and getting bigger and bigger and having a lot of opportunity to speak at youth jails, um, youth centers, some corporations, their EAP programs, um, different other jails and high schools, you know, just really working with youth, but as well as um, professionals who didn't know what to do with their employees who were struggling. Um, but it was, I was stuck in that bubble and I wanted to a broader um, expansion of communications. Mm-hmm. So you already had a platform that you were working from. I think it's fascinating that you were thinking about doing marketing and hadn't considered communications though. I didn't know much about communications. Even my first semester here when people said, well, what is, what is communication? I, I didn't really have an answer because I didn't completely understand what it was. Okay. Um, I knew that I have a passion for social responsibility on many different, um, different topics, um, especially that are personal to myself. But I didn't want to be limited to that. And so I always thought I was going to go the nonprofit route and what I'm learning now today. And it was through a lot of the classes I've taken, especially the social innovation class that I'm in currently is we're at a time where there's a transition and there's a lot of pressure on large corporations to be socially responsible Mm -hmm. and that there is a slot there for me um, to really be that person and carry that voice to to be socially responsible, have more of a social impact um, and not just go the nonprofit road. I think that that is such beautiful mindfulness that you're bringing with bring with you to your your journey through school and on to your next career. I think that's gorgeous. And one of the things I like about what you're saying that I try to talk about in the show is that the importance of what we do in terms of how we define our work, that's how we give it meaning. It's that perspective, that framework that we give it that allows us to imbue our work with meaning and express ourselves through it. And I think it's beautiful. You're doing it beautifully, description of how we we do that, and if we do it well, anyway. Right. Well, it's interesting you say that because... People still ask me, what, what do you want to do when you graduate? And I don't know what the position title is. I don't know what it looks like, but I know what it feels like. What does it feel like? feels exactly how I'm feeling when I'm talking about her. Okay. What I also think is interesting, and we talked about this earlier in, in, in my professional seminar class, is that there are more organizations that are recognizing the importance of being able to conduct themselves in a, in a socially responsible vein in order to attract young people like those of us, those of you that are in the room, not us, but those of you that are in the room, um, there is more of a calling for that. So I wonder if you'll be able to find your traction being able to be that voice for an organization like that. I hope so. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, so you, I'm sorry, what year did you say you were in, Trevor? I'm a senior. You're a senior. Okay, so you have just... How much longer to go? Just a couple of months, right? Two weeks. Two, Two weeks, weeks, but who's counting, right? There's who's no counting? way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very, very, very exciting. Um, any, anything that you'd like to pass on to our listeners who are out there evaluating, considering, you know, how do I get traction? How do I figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up? Anything that you might get them to think about or consider to help them along their way? Well, it's really cliche, and, I, and I've heard it so much growing up, is find something you love doing and you'll never work a day in your life. And what's interesting about that is, is I thought the motivational speaking, although as much as I loved doing it today, when it became my career, I started losing the passion because the paycheck was coming. Mm-hmm. And I thought I wanted to go a different direction, but 
as I mentioned earlier, coming to SMU and taking these communication classes and having such a, fa a wonderful faculty who have, they know my story and they've really pushed me to another level and another understanding. Um, so I would suggest that anybody is, even if it's the slightest passion that you have, take a few classes um, that you may think you may be interested in. And, and I still, it wasn't really till my senior year that I feel locked in and I think it will still change as I get into the workforce. Okay. Wonderful, Trevor. Thank you. And I also appreciate what you said about having some good guidance counselor, somebody to help really pass things off of, get their input from. I think that's really important as we govern or navigate the process of trying to figure out our journey, our path. So being open to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on. All right. Next, we have Brianna here. Um, Brianna, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Brianna Monsalve, and I am a senior, just like Trevor here at SMU, studying political science and communication studies. Mm -hmm. And I know a little bit about you. You have an, uh, an interesting journey to come here. You came from where? I'm Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas, but my family are immigrants from Mexico and Colombia. Yes, okay. I think that connection is fantastic. So help us understand how it is that you decided on your major, why this major, and what are you doing to prepare yourself for your career? Well, initially, I had come to SMU with the idea of majoring in political science, and that was tied to my desire to want to understand different communities and other societies since politics and, um, I guess, social interactions is a very important part of different cultures and different societies. And I didn't know about communication studies before. And I think what had really spurred my interest in understanding how to communicate was understanding more and more how easy it is to cut off communication from one group to another. With my dad coming from Colombia, he was a part of a group that, a group of immigrants where they lost their language. My dad does not know any Spanish, even though he grew up in Colombia. And that was more because his parents told him that he could only speak English in the house and could not speak Spanish because his parents were also trying to learn English because they were um, not given opportunities because they didn't know the language, which is understandable, but that was a part of the culture that my dad lost. And so it was in, it was an interesting thing to for me to learn Spanish and then my dad not know what I was saying. And through that, I really understood the importance of communicating to all com to all communities and all culture types. And I really found that in the communication studies program. I met with Dr. Dewey, who we spoke with earlier, and she explained to me all the different classes I could take as a communication studies major, and it was it opened a door for me that I really enjoyed, and I have really enjoyed my whole career, and it has really shaped where I'm going and really helped me understand what it is that I really wanted to do with my life. And what do you want to do with your life? I you want graduate? to... Um, once I graduate, I am hoping to get a diversity fellowship with um, a private company and work in D.C. I'm looking at moving to D.C. Um, starting in June and really help with uh, public affairs and government affairs to for whatever causes that that particular firm is is dealing with at that time. But my ultimate goal, career goal, is to to work in public affairs and government affairs to advocate for different communities in whatever capacity they need me. Very, very, very exciting. It's really exciting. And now what are you doing? We have just a little bit of time before our break. What are you doing to help prepare yourself for that career? Any internships or other exposures? 
Um, well, currently I work with um, Copart, and they're an online auto technology company, and they work with a variety of companies across the world. They're an international company, and so it's really important for me to understand how to communicate with all their offices um, across um, Europe, across India, across South America, and it has really helped me understand the different communication styles and types and how to communicate to them um, in the marketing team. That's fantastic. So obviously you speak Spanish and English. Anything yes. else? Um, I know American Sign Language. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's really awesome. Definitely counts as a, as a, as a, as a language. My Definitely. daughter's learning some of that too, and she loves it. Um, what advice would you have in, in just maybe a minute or two would you, would you give to other students, people out there that are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up mm-hmm. and to prepare themselves for the career that they, they want? What would you suggest for them? I would say to have an open mind because you will find the best things in the most unlikely places sometimes. And you may think you know what you want, but always be open to the advice of other people. I think it's so easy to think you know who you are, but there's often times where other people can see sides of you that you don't even see. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an example of that, of somebody that doing that for you, that helped you understand something you didn't know about yourself? So I was, um, I guess, a political science. I was very dead set, and I, I really wanted to understand politics and and then a friend of mine who was in the marching band with me said, hey, there's this new communications program. You should check it out. You really seem like you would be a good fit for that. And I thought initially, no, I wouldn't. And it it was an unlikely place that I never even thought that I would even grow in. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And a wonderful way to take us into our first break, Brianna. Thank you so much for being with us on the show and sharing your perspective, your experience, and your passion. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with communication major students here at Southern Methodist University who are about to embark on their own careers. Dr. Sandy Duhay, Chair of Corporate Communication and Public Affairs, kicked us off. We've been talking about how these students have prepared themselves for their careers and the kind of work they hope to land once they graduate. Very exciting. After the break, we'll hear from some Southern Methodist University alums about their experience of beginning their career, what they've learned along the way, and some advice they have for graduating students to help them enter the workforce more equipped to succeed. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. If you're just joining us, we're on the campus of Southern Methodist University. And before the break, we were speaking with current communications and public relations students about their preparation for their careers and what they hope to achieve when they do land them. For the next two segments, we'll talk with with alums who have graduated about their experience working in their new careers and what they've learned that might help others that are just entering the workforce or maybe who are in a new field. So I'll ask each of these two ladies here to introduce themselves, and we'll talk a little bit about, about their current roles and what they've learned. So, Jordan, if you would introduce yourself first. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Elise, for having us on the show. Um, my name is Jordan Rhodes, and I currently work for NTT Data Consulting. I'm a senior associate consultant there. Okay. And um, how long have you been there? Almost two years. Wow. Yeah. What does it feel like to be out of school and maybe away from tuition? Really good. <laughs> Making money. Making yeah, really, money. really good. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a really interesting journey to get um, to NTT Data Consulting. We were formerly called Carlisle and Gallagher Consulting Group, and we were actually acquired last summer. So I've been through an acquisition now Already? for almost a year, <laughs> which has been very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, help us understand the journey. So I'm sure you probably had internships before you graduated. I did. Help us understand how you landed your first job. Is this your first job after school or is this someplace else in the mix? This is the first company that I worked for after I graduated. Okay, so help us just sketch for us then. How was it? What what were your internships like? Mm -hmm. How did you decide you wanted to major in what you did? And Mm -hmm. how did you go about landing that first job? Sure. So um, how I chose my major was actually really interesting because I changed my major about five different times before I landed in communication studies and public relations. Um, I initially started out in biomedical science. I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. Wow. And yep. And so after working for a couple of different um, vets and seeing animals being put down, I realized I I couldn't do that every day. It was really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, You know, I have a, a passion for animals, but I just, I couldn't see that every single day. So I went on this whole journey through college trying to figure out what I was going to do and I started at Texas A&M and then transferred to SMU um, and just couldn't figure it out. You know, I I worked in pretty much every industry that you can think of. I worked at Disney World. I was a leasing professional for an apartment complex. Um, I worked, I had a Senate internship in D.C. and um, I tried really to work everywhere that I possibly could and um, I, I realized that one of my strengths was communication and so I figured well, you know, I'm transferring to SMU. Maybe this is going to be clean, fresh start, and and I'll go talk to the communication studies department. So, I finally landed on my major, <laughs> finished school, and um, I actually interviewed for several months before I found a job. I had a really tough time trying to find a job, and I interviewed all around town with 
every major company you can think of, <laughs> small public relations firms. Um, I interviewed for some marketing jobs, and you know, every single time the recruiter would call me and say, "We really liked you, really great, but we just didn't feel like you were a fit for the job." And so I started getting really discouraged. Five months out of school, you know, finding out that. Here I am. I'm unemployed. This is not the vision that I had for myself. And I actually had a um, a job offer before I graduated that I turned down because I didn't feel like I would enjoy the work. I didn't feel like the culture at the company was right for me. Um, so um, I was just at the point where I was about to give up and a recruiter on LinkedIn contacted me. And we had a phone interview. She asked me to come in and interview with the company. And I walked in and I met five or six different people and I loved them. I mean, I loved the culture. I loved the atmosphere. Everybody was so great. So I walked out of the interview thinking, I nailed that. That was fantastic. I'm going to, this is my job. This is my job offer. And um, so I fully expected when the recruiter called me a few days later to say, congratulations, we're hiring you. And of course, I got the same story. Um, I'm sorry, we hired somebody else for the position. So I was just super disappointed. I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, I was, I was at the point where I was thinking of calling my dad and saying, Dad, um, this is embarrassing, but would you hire me? Because I didn't know what to do. Um, and then, thankfully, that same recruiter called me about a day or two after she told me that I was rejected and said, um, you know, we really liked you. We really liked your personality, really liked your energy. Would you be interested in coming on and recruiting? And so I internally was freaking out, thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't believe that there are, somebody's actually hiring me. Somebody wants me. Um, and so I, I tried to be professional, and I said, okay, sure, tell me about the job. Tell me what you would need me to do. And she said, well, it's a temporary position, um, you know, 6 to 12 months max. And what we would do is bring you in as a temp, um, and then if something opens up full-time on the recruiting team and you like that, then great, or you can try to find a full-time role at the firm. So a couple months after I started, um, there was a role internally that opened up that I applied for, talked to the manager in Charlotte, and um, loved her. She was fantastic. And I thought, again, I nailed the job, I nailed the interview, and then I got the same phone call sorry, we hired somebody else for the job. Um, but then she followed up with saying, you know, I've been thinking about creating another position. Um, there's somebody that, some something that I have a need for. Um, and I, I was wondering if you would want to try and help me build out that role and fill that position. And she told me about it. It was a, a lot of communication with uh, leaders across our company and I thought, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds perfect. That sounds amazing. I've loved recruiting, but I don't have a passion for that. And um, I really want to be on the demand side of our business. So here I am a year and a half after that. Um, and I've just been blessed with this amazing opportunity with a company that I love and people that I love working with. So I feel really happy about that. It's been a crazy journey for the last two years, but um, it's been fantastic. Jordan, I really appreciate how wonderfully you shared your, your journey and your experience. I, and I can tell you that a lot of listeners can completely relate and probably feel completely relieved to hear your story, <laughs> which is I applaud that you, you really shared on, on a real level with us. And I want to say a couple things about what I heard you say. One, just the sheer tenacity, right? You just have to keep getting out there and you've got to keep talking to people. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of notes. 
and they're hard. It's really, really hard. And you start wondering, what did I go to school for all this time and spend all this money and nobody wants to hire me? And after a while, you probably, we're all starting to wonder, you know, is there something wrong with me? Exactly. Um, And then, you know, for you, the other piece that I really appreciate that, that you talked about was, you know, they came back. Clearly, you, you, you demonstrated something about yourself, probably authentically, that they gravitated to and it resonated with them. And that's why they wanted to do something for you and give you this, you know, the, the short-term, the contract recruiter position. And I think that's really important that our listeners understand that when you're going through a transition, whether you're a brand-new student or you're retooling, going to something else, that you might need to take something short-term mm-hmm. to pay the bills in terms of getting in and getting your yourself established. And so I, I applaud and appreciate that you took that role, and then you had the opportunity to actually get something that was suitable to your your education and your experience. So there was a lot you gave us in that story. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. It was, you know, it was difficult. It was, it was really hard. I, I felt like I kept getting knocked down. You know, I, I, I was graduating with this great degree from SMU, and I was so proud of, of finally figuring out what I wanted to do and figuring out a passion that I had. And, um, you know, to, to go out there and to have everybody call me back and say, I'm sorry, you just weren't a right fit for this job. I, I did start to think, well, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, what do, is this some self-reflection? What do I need to change? Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I, I really think that you're only thrown what you can handle. Um, and it, it ended up being, I'm, I'm so thankful that I turned down the first job because I ended up at a company that I am very passionate about and with people that I love. And I knew instantly when I walked in that, that I had connected with those people. And um, now all of them are my close friends and colleagues and I respect all of them so much um, so so I was really thankful when I at least got my foot in the door because I figured as soon as I can get my foot in the door then I can prove myself mm-hmm. then I can show what I can really do and I can work hard I know that I can bring that work ethic to wherever I go so well life and work take energy so you've certainly demonstrated mm-hmm. that and I want our listeners to be able to hear that first and foremost from your story so thank you Jordan stay with us just in case we have some interaction here as, as Katie talks sure so Katie would you would you introduce yourself yes thank so, you so much for having me here today it's an honor to share my story with you and your listeners uh, I'm Katie Mudd I am a account executive at Trizcom Public Relations where I specialize in sharing the stories of local nonprofits. And I also assist on our lifestyle accounts as well. We are a boutique um, public relations agency based in far north Dallas. And I was actually connected to Trizcom PR through a SMU alumni that I met at a job fair here at SMU. So as many graduating seniors probably are feeling right now, it's very, very scary to think what life will be like after school and after graduating. And during my time at SMU, I took advantage of every networking opportunity there was offered to us. And I also attended every job fair, whether it was the communications job fairs or the school-wide job fairs. And that is how I landed every internship that I had ever done, was through networking at SMU specifically the job fairs, and um, that's actually how I landed my first job out of college at Triscomp is through a fellow SMU alumni. What I, of course, applaud about that, Katie, and I tell my current students in the professional seminar classes, you have to network, and they're like, I don't want to. I'm like, but you've got to. That's how you get your jobs, and so you are a perfect example of that, a living, breathing example of that. Kudos to you. 
and I love it. My SMU ponies, we stick together, and it has served me very well. Um, that definitely gave me a leg up on the competition coming from SMU and having that strong network of alumni. And I actually interned after graduating, and similar to Jordan's story, I took a temporary position as an intern because I loved the agency so much, and I wanted to be a part of that culture, and I knew that as a graduating um, student, it's hard to break into the field of public relations. You do have to prove yourself, even coming from such a strong program at SMU. Through internships, you kind of work your way up. And so by October, I was hired on as a full-time employee. So I was a month after graduation, I actually was working on an international PR campaign. So during my time at SMU, I had no idea that a month after graduation, I would be on the phone with the BBC pitching a client for a international PR campaign because that is so far from the things that I had touched in class, but it was so exciting to learn something new and apply the skills that I had learned in class at SMU and doing it alongside a fellow alumni. That's wonderful. Wow. I do want to know, yeah, wow is right, right? Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> um, I do want to know, what is it? what are some of the things that you really find meaningful about the work that you do today? Because I help um, our nonprofit accounts, it is so meaningful because every time I land a news story or a news placement for one of those nonprofits, it is furthering their mission and is bringing awareness to their cause. One of our accounts is Operation Kindness, the original and largest no kill animal shelter here in North Texas, and they are celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. And it has been really exciting to see the news coverage that has come in and the amount of animals that have been saved each year because of the increasing press coverage that we get for them every year. Um, Another account that we work for is Heroes for Children, which is a Dallas-based nonprofit that serves families with children who are battling cancer. And they've been around for 10 years, and over the past 10 years, they have provided over $5 million worth of assistance to Texas families. And so knowing that when I write a story for them and we get them in the news, that that helps other families that are battling cancer really makes a big difference. It's not just another news story. It has, I can see the end results. I can see... I get to meet the families and the children that these news stories are featuring, and it's such an honor to share their story and bring awareness to their cause. Wow, how wonderful. And the fact that this is your first job out of college? Yes. I've been there for almost two years now. I am so happy to be a part of this team because um, we are small but mighty, And I like working with a smaller agency because as someone who has just graduated, I've been able to touch many projects and I feel like my voice is heard and um, we're a real team at TRISCOM and everyone's ideas are appreciated and it's really neat to see the final product and how your work is being produced. 
How wonderful is that? And I, I, there are a couple things that I want to applaud about your your perspective and experience. One, first and foremost, the extent to which you really cultivated your network. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot stress that enough to those of you out there in the listening land who are really trying to figure out how to get your next place. You really need a solid social foundation to be work as a social enterprise. And so to be able to really cultivate and develop those relationships because you don't know when you might want to get a job or maybe you don't know if there's somebody at the place that you want to work for that could connect you there. It is fundamentally, profoundly important to be able to do that, and you've illustrated it beautifully. Well, and SMU offers many opportunities to network, whether it's the job fairs or the speakers that visited our classes or the events hosted by SMU. But you can also seek um, involvement in local nonprofits or um, other clubs and just make sure you introduce yourself to everyone you meet and keep in touch. Every time somebody came to campus at SMU, I would immediately add them on LinkedIn. Very good. Send them Mm -hmm. an email saying thank you for visiting us on campus Mm -hmm. and making sure that they were aware that I appreciated them coming to speak to them because busy professionals, that's, that's a lot to take time out of their day and come and speak to these kids who may or may not be listening. So I wanted to make sure that I truly valued their time and it has paid off in the long run as well. Excellent advice. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks before our break here, Jordan, would you like to chime in with anything we've been talking about or add to the conversation? Yeah, I was going to say I, I completely agree with that in fostering the um, relationships, um, whether it is through your college social network or through people that you meet at work. Um, it, it's so important, and I feel like it's helped me grow quite a bit um, by doing that. And I will say also, being on the other side of that, um, right now, I'm, I'm getting ready to make another move with our company, and so we're, we're um, recruiting someone for my current position. And um, just out of all the interviews that I had this week with with people, the two that stuck out to me were the ones that reached out to me afterwards, connected with me on LinkedIn, sent me a thank you note, and just said thank you so much for your time. And so I think that being able to foster those relationships with people is is incredibly important, um, and just being genuine about that. Wonderful. Jordan and Katie, this has been amazing to talk with you. I feel inspired listening to you. I think our listeners are going to also really appreciate the, the just the sheer grit that you talked about, Jordan. Just you got to stick to it. The relationship piece of what you've cultivated and the networking piece, really, really important. So thank you both for being on the show with us. Thank you. Thank you. Time for a short break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with recent graduates from Southern Methodist University who majored in communications and public affairs. After the break, we're going to hear from a few more of them who will also share their journey and their experience. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. 
in to the Lori Moss Show, Better Job, Better Life. Learn about what isn't being said in business that keeps you stuck, under-recognized, and overlooked. Listen in on the exciting, sometimes awkward, and often sensitive subjects that aren't covered during the 9 to 5, but should be. Transform from being stuck to being sought after with Lori's proven concepts. Revolutionize the way you work and up-level your professional presence with the expert in professionalism, Lori Moss. The Lori Moss Show. Better job, better life. Can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. If you're just joining us, we're on campus here at Southern Methodist University talking with communication and public affairs alums about their experience working in their new careers, what they've learned that might help others entering the workforce or maybe entering a new field. I have with me three ladies who will share their experience, and so I think I'll start here with, with Mariana. If you would introduce yourself and say what you're currently doing in your, in your role, and then I'll ask you to talk about how, how you got there. Great. I am Mariana Billingsley. I work for Hill and Knowlton Strategies as a fellow currently, and I focus on crisis communications and digital analytics. Okay. And how long have you been there? I have been there about four months. Previously, I was a graduate intern at Golan International. Okay. Help us understand your journey. How did you get there? Well, I knew that I wanted to go into an agency. My sophomore year at SMU, Fred Cook, the CEO of Golan, introduced the new public relations major. So I was on a fast track into the PR industry, and I kept in touch. I always think it's important for students to be involved. One of the main things that I was involved in is the Public Relations Student Society of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave up my fall breaks, and I went to the national conventions, and that really connected me into the PR community. Okay. And what is it? Why PR? Why communications? Why did you choose that field? I'm a people person. I like being around people. I like the excitement of it, especially with crisis communications. You never know what you're going to be working on on a day-to-day basis. So when you wake up, check the news coverage, you jump into a new day and a new challenge. What's fascinating about listening to you right now, Mariana, is that you work in crisis communications and you're one of the most low-key, laid-back, even-keeled <laughs> persons that I think I've met for a while. It seems like it'd be hard to ruffle you. Is it? I would say it takes a lot to ruffle okay. me. Uh, you have to be calm in all situations, especially when you're dealing with the clients. You can't ruffle their feathers, uh, so to say. So you have to be prepared to take on the day and the challenges and not let it get to you. And when you're stressed out, you find some way to relieve it. I like to run. (laughs) Awesome. Me too. That's that's a huge stress relief for me too. Um, And what do you, what, how, how would you describe, what are some of the key things that you would, you would say helped you get the traction that you did in your career? I would say the professors that we had at SMU, 
whenever you graduate, they don't just leave out of your life. Some of my mentors are the former professors I had, and they stay in touch. They give you real, true life advice and tell you what way you need to be heading. Okay. So in other words, really being able to, again, tap into your network, let people help you. Um, to what extent were you asking them questions about how can what ideas do you have for me? How, how should I navigate this? I would say, uh, especially Steve Lee at SMU. Yeah, I know Steve. Awesome <laughs> he, human being. Yes, he has been my greatest mentor. He will take time out of his schedule to come to lunch with me and say, you seem a little stressed. Here's some life advice. And his recent advice was for me to pick up a book, put it in my purse, and whenever I get stressed out, read a few pages and put it back in my bag. So you just have to have those small things that keep you on track and let you focus during the day. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Pearls of wisdom that you might pass on to those people who are out there maybe either about to graduate and about to embark on their careers, maybe they're retooling to start something else. Advice for them? I would say get involved with PR as quickly as you can. Today, the Dallas PRSA hosted a Pro-Am Day, and it allowed students to job shadow. And then we had a luncheon that, you know, they heard from nonprofit, corporate, and agency professionals, and that was a great way for students to get involved from any level of the collegiate spectrum. So plug in. Plug in. Okay. I think that's beautiful advice. Plug in to professional associations that can help connect you to things beyond your own purview. Yeah? Definitely. Okay. Nice. Thank you so much for being on, Mariana. Thank you. Let's go next to Vashti. If if you will, please introduce yourself. Say what you're doing, the kind of work you're doing, where you landed, and we'll talk about how you got there. Sure. So my name is Vashti Kikich. I am currently the Director of Communications and Public Affairs at the ARC of North Texas, and I'm also a public affairs um, candidate at the University of Texas at Dallas um, for their master's degree. Wow. You're a busy woman. Yes, I am. <laughs> How long have you been out of school? Um, I graduated May 2015. Okay, so just about a year. Yeah. And you're already a director or something. Yeah, I, uh, my first opportunity I actually went to the Meadows Mental Health Policy Institute as a communications manager. Okay. Um, I'm a non-traditional student, so I had some professional experience before embarking okay. on college. There we go. Went to community college and then landed a scholarship at SMU. And as soon as I graduated, got the communication manager position, worked on a successful campaign with Emmett Smith and Mark Cuban at the Mental Health Policy Institute. And uh, the day after the campaign launched, was offered a director position at the Ark of Dallas. Wow. So, yeah. That's got to feel fantastic. uh, Grad school was always always something I wanted to pursue. So um, regardless of how the career went, that was something that I was also going to do. And why? Why was grad school important? Um, I think especially being a non-traditional student and um, going about my education differently, I'm also a single mom. And so that was really what motivated me to go back to school. I realized that I was now going to be a lifetime learner. And because I wanted to continue to grow in my career and I saw what education made possible for me. And it is my goal to eventually at least adjunct. Okay. Um, because I feel like the professors made such an impact on my life, ultimately my child's life, that I want to be that same kind of influence on someone else. So I feel like it's not only going to help me professionally apply those theories in the classroom into my real life work, but it'll also help me touch the next generation of the workforce. Beautiful. You're doing just naturally what I would normally call out to have you to have you question. So you're, you're doing a beautiful job in your narration. 
I, I want to emphasize the fact that you're a non-traditional student, that yes. you had work experience before you came into SMU. I think that's so important for people to understand that there is life after your first career, after your first few jobs. You can retool. And when you think about it, many of us are probably going to need to work well into our 70s because we're going to live until many of us up to our maybe 100 or so. Here's so hoping. Lot, right. We have lots of time to work, and so we might need to retool a few times. So I think what you've just shared with us hopefully is inspiring to those people who are out there going, well, I've been at this for a while. I should just stick with it. Well, I think the biggest thing for me as far as being a lifetime learner is I've I've really had to learn that every experience, you you really can learn from it and grow from it and make it a positive. Mm-hmm. I actually spoke at our commencement for communication studies, and a lesson that I kind of wanted everyone to take was – no matter where you go in your career, when you feel like it's failing, when you feel frustrated, when you just aren't sure if you made the right decision or when you made a mistake mm-hmm. or when you feel like you failed, remember that you used to sit next to someone who was a single mom, received state assistance, and didn't even have a bank account, who within a few short years became a director of a department and turned her whole life around. It's never too late to just learn and improve what you're doing and make a difference in the meantime mm, so wonderful how to what do you attribute what you did what you, how you were able to to do what you did wonderful people who were willing to um become mentors to help guide me and to be strong when maybe I couldn't be mm-hmm. um you know I have a great family of course my daughter is amazing as well so looking at her you kind of can't fail once you once you get at that point in your life. Um, But just even the students here at SMU, you know, being a non-traditional student, I think a lot of people would come in on a defensive. But instead, I embraced the people, the the students that I was in class with, the the 22-year-old sorority girls that ended up being some people that I consider friends now. I embraced my journey, and I I had things to learn from them as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. how old is your daughter? My daughter is five. Oh, wow. It's a precious yes. age. <laughs> precious age. Well, stay with us because we'll probably have some questions for you as we, as we finish the sure. show. But let's move on to Miss Miss Emily. If you'll introduce yourself and say where you work and what you're doing. Hi, my name is Emily Walsh, and I am currently a corporate communications coordinator at Mary Kay, Inc. Oh, yes. Yes, at the global headquarters here in Addison, Texas. So you know Clayton Webb. Yes. Clayton Webb, yes, excuse Clayton me. Webb, yes, and I just have a wonderful team, so I'm so lucky to be working there. I love corporate communications, and definitely I'm a little different than agency, which is actually where I started out. And so it's been really great to get both experiences. And how long have you been working there? I have been working at Mary Kay since January, so okay. just about three months. And, and so did you have another job when you first graduated then? Yes. So when I first graduated, I went to a small Dallas lifestyle nonprofit firm where I was the team lead and sole team member on 10 accounts. Wow. So I was working a lot and doing a wide variety of things. I was doing everything from media relations to digital strategy to events management to advertising, just kind of running the whole gamut. It was a great experience. I really got to know Dallas well, made some great Dallas media connections. Like Vashti said, you can really learn from every experience. And I was so lucky to call Vashti, classmate, and a friend. Just coming from different backgrounds, we learned so much from each other and definitely value her as a mentor. So why communications and PR? Why not a veterinary? Why not accounting? Yeah, so I actually started out as an international relations student. I was in an international studies academy throughout high school, did some programs in Washington, D.C., really thought I wanted to pursue that route. And I just came to college, took a couple classes, and realized that wasn't for me. So I did a quick little stint in the education school, decided elementary education wasn't for me. And then about sophomore year, I was kind of thinking, 
kind of retooling, and that's when the PR degree at SMU was launched. And so I actually had met at the Career Center, kind of taken one of those strengths tests, looked at what where my passions were, and they were all writing and talking to people and making connections. And I was the high school newspaper editor, and so it just seemed like a natural fit coming from where I was. And took a couple classes, applied to the program, and loved it ever since. Awesome. And to help us understand, what do you think helped you get traction? How were you able to get your first job out of out of school and then move on to Mary Kay? Yeah, absolutely. So I will echo what Mariana said about just kind of jumping in with both feet and getting really plugged in and involved. I was a busy, busy girl in college. Um, I was the president of SMU PRSSA. Prior to that, I was the social media vice president for PRSSA. I was the president of the SMU Honor Council. I was volunteering through campus ministries, leading some under some high school girls, and I was just trying to make connections all over the place, professionally, personally, and those just really came, really came to my, not rescue, I would say, but really helped me land that first job and my second job even, so. That is incredibly impressive, Emily. I don't know how you could have slept during that time. (laughs) Not a lot of sleep, but that's okay. (laughs) I, I think it's important that our listeners do understand the importance of, back to what you said earlier about plugging in. I just think that's so crucial, and I found that to be true of everything when it comes to getting new business, if you're already established, getting the first job. Um, now, in your case, what I'd like to understand is the motivation behind that. Was it just simply that you just, you know, you're a very productive person and you just needed to do these things, that you're a leader, that you would just rise to the occasion, people would tap you? Was it what you said where you knew that you had to develop those connections? I want to understand what was behind all that activity. Yeah, I think it was definitely a combination of multiple things. I think I naturally like to be busy, like to be productive. I don't really like a ton of downtime. Um, even in my free time, I like to go for runs. I just ran a half marathon a couple weeks ago. So just was it the, was it the big D? Yes, I was D. there too. Did yes. you see me? Oh, <laughs> thousands my, of people. This is my second time running it. I actually ran it last year during senior year as well. Um, so that was a great experience. So I think it's a combination of that. Sometimes it wasn't my choice to be the leader. I actually didn't think I was going to be both president of PRSSA and honor council. I just applied for both, hoping I would even land one. And then when you land two, you kind of have to evaluate if your schedule can handle it. But it did, and I'm so thankful for the skills that I developed. So I would definitely say it was a combination of a lot of things, but it all furthered my personal and professional development. Mm-hmm. And certainly shows you to be an outstanding human being to be able to do those sort of things. You really do distinguish yourself when you do stuff like that. Thank you. I would definitely credit lots of our professors and our mentors, like Mariana said, Steve Lee and Dr. Dewey, and everybody just pushes you and pushes you. And they never give you more than you can handle, I think, like somebody said earlier, but they definitely expect a lot from you just and teach you to expect a lot from yourself. What a great point, Emily. So one of the things that I would also echo there is the importance of people pushing you, not allowing you just to settle for, oh, this will be okay, but to really see what are you really made of? What could you do? That is such an incredible gift that you got. Absolutely. And when people ask me all the time, why SMU, why the PR program, I say you really, A, can't beat the curriculum and B, can't beat the professors. I don't know another department or another school that offers the same. Wow. Um, we are so cl- close to the end of the show already. I don't know where the time goes. Uh, Vashti, I want to give you a chance to, to chime in with anything that you've heard or thoughts that you might want to contribute. Something, anything that you think that might help our listeners who are out there trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up or how they're going to transition to their next job. What, what might you also offer? Um, I think it's really important to be open I think, um, you know, we talk a lot in communications about open systems and things like that. And I think it's really important for for you to be open yourself. When I came to SMU, I was a political science major. I was a pre-law scholar, and I thought I was going to law school. And I really had to um, be guided 
by my passions and not limit myself or box myself into what I thought I wanted um, because I realized I love strategy. That's what I thought I loved about the law. That's what I thought I loved about policy. And I could do all of that in communications. So really just being open to sort of that journey and seeing where it takes you. Um, I think that's kind of been a nod to something I've done my whole life. Um, was learn just learn from the experiences and the people around me and, you know, take failure as just another lesson. So I think definitely to not get discouraged and to just really, you know, take the time during your journey to sit back and evaluate what you're doing and, you know, just continue to move forward. Beautiful. And leaning in is what I hear. Leaning, I hear that's popular. I'm not, I hear. I know that's very popular. Yes. Sheryl Sandberg wrote a fantastic <laughs> book. I'd like to, I'd like to meet her when I grow up. Emily, just a couple minutes left on the show. Any final pearls of wisdom that you might share with our listeners? I would echo what Vashai said about just being open. I think, you know, I never anticipated that I would go work for Creighton Webb. Um, I met him because I was a student representative on the SMU Communications Department Advisory Boards. So I sat in on those meetings and gave a student perspective and met Creighton through there. And then when the opportunity presented itself, just worlds collide. So you never know how things will come together. So always put your best foot forward, make a good first impression, and always remain professional. Wow. Powerful way to finish. Um, it's really been amazing to get to hear your stories and hear how you've gone about things, hear how you've navigated life, hear how you've been purposeful and intentional about what you've done, but still at the same time, as you say, remain open to what comes your way that you can't foresee, that you don't know that you can control. I think that that's what I'm getting a lot from both of your, your stories, as different as they both are. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> as completely diverse as they are. Uh, and when I think about, um, can I ask for, for you, Vashti, how long sure. were you in the workforce before you decided to go back to SMU? Um, so I don't want to age myself, but I guess I have to about 10 years. <laughs> okay, that's great. I, thank you for a- answering the question. Sure. The reason I wanted you to answer that is because it's really important for listeners to really understand that you might be in the marketplace for a decade or more when it's time to retool. Yeah. And I think that's that's an important an, an important element when we talk about our careers and our lives. So, thank you both and all of you for being on the show today. Thank it's been you. Great to have thank you. you. Um, we have spent the last hour or so talking with both both students and alums from Southern Methodist University, the Communication and Public Public Relations Department. The idea was to get them to talk about why they got into the, the roles that they did, why why the majors that they were looking into, what they hope to accomplish, so that those of you who are out there contemplating a change, or maybe you're just trying to get out of school, you can maybe learn something from their experience. I think they gave us some tremendous ideas about how to navigate that journey, some tremendous tools. Let's not forget about things about networking, the grit, the lots of no's that you're going to get, the importance of being able to develop the internships and the experience while you're still in school if you can. Wonderful things that we've learned from the ladies here today and the gentleman, Trevor, as well. So remember that this show is all about being able to help you more meaningfully and productively connect with your work. I hope you got something useful. Come back with us next week. And remember that work is at least one-third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.